Welcome into the Moeller Football Podcast with Coach Mark Elder. I'm Richard Skinner. But no, I thought that there were some positives uh, uh, from the first half. Um, not as many from the second half, really. What did they do defensively in the second half? Because you did have some success in the passing game. Um, aside from the turnovers, which we'll get to here in a second, you you hit some big plays in the passing game. You had some free runners and some open guys. What did they do differently in the second half? I thought they created a little bit more pressure on our quarterback, um, forced forced some more errant throws, and, and we had more errant throws then. So uh, that that was something that certainly stood out to me is, is – um, I felt like they forced the issue and, and forced us into some, some negatives, uh, into some, um, some bad throws, some, some, um, some things maybe we shouldn't have been doing. First half, uh, first possession of the game, Noah Gesselbrock has a ball tipped and batted around, a little tip drill, nice interception there, kind of fluky to some degree. And you make a goal line stand. Um, yeah. Before we get to the play after the goal line stand, talk about uh, what, what momentum you thought you got out of that because that's a – Still, that's a physical football team, and you know in high school football, you get inside the one-yard line, chances are they're going to get usually enough push no matter how good you are to, to make those inches. It just seems like it's almost a given in high school football, and you guys stood up strong in, in, in a fourth-down fourth goal line stand. Yeah, I'm really proud of our team, uh, our defense, for, for what they did there, and that was great. And, and frankly, I, I thought that we played – pretty well in the red zone. I mean, there's areas where we certainly could improve. I'm not trying to say uh, we were flawless, but uh, they got in the red zone seven times. We had two stops, you know, f- stops fourth on down downs. Stops, yeah. yeah, fourth down stops, stops on downs, they get nothing. We, we forced two more field goal attempts, uh, one of which they made, one of which they missed. Right, hit the upright. Um, so that was, that was very, very positive. They scored three touchdowns, uh, one of which they got the ball in the nine. So, you know, as far as that stuff is concerned, I, I thought that we did a lot of good things. So if you have uh, seven times that someone gets into the red zone and, and you are holding them to zero points in three of them and a field goal in another one, that's, that's really not bad as far as the defense is concerned. And, and then two of those drives, I mean, we're longer drives. We've got to get stops along the way at some point in time. But, but I thought that we did some good things there in the red zone defensively. After the goal line stand, Noah Gesselbrock uh, is intercepted. Guy rolls in from the three-yard line, kind of almost looked like it was thrown right to him. It looked like he was trying to throw the ball away. When you look back on film, what, what did he say? What did he see? And what was he trying to do? Well, we, we, we bumped into each other receiver-wise, uh, so that was that created an issue right there. So we, our timing was just off at that point in time. Um, you know, so once you've done that, now, now the play's a little bit off schedule, and he, he just made a poor decision. Number nine showed up in the window, and, and um, yeah, I mean, they capitalized on a on – a, on a play where there was a lot of things that, that went into that. I mean, there was more than, than just one mistake on that play for sure. The protection could have been a little bit better. The the routes could have been better. And, the, and then the decision and the throw could have been better. Noah, through another interception, you're driving down and, and look like you tried to hit T.J. Rotello on a wheel route or coming up the sideline. And, and uh, they have a couple good guys back there, obviously. And kid steps in front, runs it back. You mentioned they started drive at the nine. That's where he ran it back, 86 yards to the nine-yard line. Again, when you look back at that interception, was it just a case he doesn't see the guy coming across? Yeah, I mean, the safety went over the top and ended up uh, taking the, the wheel there. So uh, we initially, I mean, it's like a post-wheel combination there, and, and it looked like the post was taken away, so we went to the next and uh, probably put a little too much air under it. I don't know if we should have got to that one or not. Um, 
you know, probably could have progressed on from from that spot, but uh, put a little too much air under it, and, and the guy went and made a play. And yeah, and that's that was a huge change in how the game. Yeah, you went. you were driving at that driving. point to to really get quickly back in the football game. Yep, absolutely. So um, we were driving the football. And that was a, a fairly big momentum change because that um, at that point in time, you're saying, hey, we should end up with points. Somehow, some right. way, we should be ending up with points at the end of this drive. So even if you say at a minimum we're, we're getting three out of that thing, for them to get the ball first and go at the nine, and, and that's a 10-point swing uh, from what I look at as, hey, when we get to that point, Point with the momentum that we have, we should be getting some points out of this some way, shape, or form to that turning into seven for them. Uh, that was a pretty big swing sure. in, in how that thing went right there, uh, unfortunately. So, we, again, what do we need to do defensively? We need to go out there and get a stop and, and at least force a, a field goal attempt at that point in time so uh, so the bleeding is less. Um, but but we got to, you know, not – Turn that ball over when we've got momentum when we're moving the football well. We got to make sure that we're we're ending the the series in a kick in some way, shape, or form. So Noah throws three interceptions, um, a couple of them ugly as we just talked about, but comes back from that and starts making some pretty big throws and starts to get you back in the football game and was spreading it around. Uh, Tanell Bryan had a couple big catches. Tyrell Davis had a spectacular catch along the sidelines. Josh Caddis in the middle of the field. Um, it seemed like he got in a nice rhythm, and it seemed like, okay, all of a sudden there were different levels of weapons. Tanell Bryant's speed, Tyrell Davis' size, Josh Gaddis' size and hands. It felt like for a bit there, he kind of got in that groove with those weapons. Yeah, no, I thought it was uh, there was a rhythm, and I thought that that showed in the two-minute drive. You know, we, we uh, capped off the end of the first half with a really nice two-minute drive, drove the length of the field. And uh, we were able to punch it in. And I thought you hit on some of those targets that I thought were really good. I mean, um, you know, Tanel, he showed his game uh, speed there as far as the ability to break the thing open with the one catch and, 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 run, and run and and turn that thing into a huge play. And, and I'll say this, on, on top of that, though, there were several guys blocking downfield that did a really, really nice job. I mean, the, that that play doesn't happen if, if we've got lazy receivers that, that won't uh, turn up field and get body on a body. Uh, that's an area where we're ever growing and we're, we're trying to get better and better and to be the best in America at that stuff. But um, – but I thought that, that that showed on that play that we get body on a body and then you let a guy that, that's got some speed and some some ability there to go turn it into a big play. Uh, you mentioned TD's catch. I mean, what a spectacular yeah, a yeah. Yeah, a spectacular catch there. I mean, uh, kind of tips it to himself with the one hand. While, while boxing a guy out on no, kind of a yeah, back shoulder, yeah. No question. I mean, I think it was P.I. anyways. Yeah. And, and so P.I. and he makes a spectacular catch. I mean, that was awesome. Josh Caddis, I mean, he's – He's showing his ability to um, catch to to catch the football with people draped on him, and then also um, run through some tackles. He I split mean, a double. Yeah. I think he split a double team tackle at one point where two guys were about to sandwich him. He ran right through both. Yeah, now for for the touchdown, I mean, it looked like he should have been down right. twice, and and uh, so some of that stuff was clicking for us, and then we just weren't in the same rhythm in the second half. I uh, thought that they got got a little bit more pressure on us. Uh, got got some more. Uh, heat in, in Noah's face there that, that caused him to, to get off a rhythm and, and or um, forced him to make some errant throws and uh, got hit a little bit more. And, and that that ended up just affecting our passing game in a negative light. 
Second career start, we talked about some of the good that, that Noah did, and he certainly did, as we mentioned, spreading around. He winds up with five interceptions, and that's always an ugly number to look at, talk about all those things. Um, what, what is his status moving forward, and, and how did you kind of coax him through that when you guys watch film? Because that can be a, a confidence shaker for sure. Sure. Well, I, I mean, one of them is a, a, you know, just a, a fluke play. I mean, it is what it is, and uh, you know, the guy kind of bats it from behind. I mean, and a kid makes a diving, yeah, a kid play. makes a diving yeah. catch. I mean, he put the ball in the right spot. We probably need to uh, define the route a little bit better, and and um, as opposed to oozing into the top end of that thing, if we define the route a little bit better, I mean, because that's a that's a six inch play. I mean, if if we can do a little bit better job on the route, um, force the defender off just a hair bit more by uh, really pushing him off the football, as opposed to oozing into to the top end of it, um, if he's six inches away, uh, I think we catch the ball. Right, you not, know not I mean? just the interception, <laughs> yeah. it's the other way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, and it's not a great play. It's second and four. I mean, it's it's a um, it's a six yard gain, but it beats it, a it beats a turnover. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, there's a huge difference between second and four and first and ten for them. I mean, that's that's a huge difference in the game. But that's one. But yeah, I mean the. Um, we're not going to win many ball games if we we throw the ball to the other team four times. Um, you know that that is not going to to be very positive for us. So we we've, we've got to make sure that the ball ends up. You know, it's either ours or or nobody's uh, more often than what we're doing right now. So um, we we've had uh, an awful lot of turnovers um, this this year. That they've been costly. And we've got to improve upon that. And I think that we will. Uh, The guys understand the importance of it. Um, I I mean, if we punt 10 times a game, we have a better opportunity to win the game than if we throw it to them four times and take some chances. I mean, that's a reality. I mean, you know, you know, Mark, I I always didn't believe in a lot of what Marvin Lewis said, but but one of my favorite sayings was if you end every drive in a kick, things are going well because you're either punting it or you're kicking a field goal or you're kicking an extra point. And I'll, you know, that there's some truth to that, right? Absolutely, there's some truth to that. That's, I mean, I, I think a fan hears that and they think that it's coach talk. It's, I mean, co- as a as a coach, I don't care if you're an offensive coach or if you're a defensive coach. It doesn't matter which side of the football you're on. If if your offense or the other team's offense is ending every single series with a kick in some way, shape, or form, um, that team's probably winning. Right. They're probably winning the game, and so as far as that stuff is concerned, um, those are those are just realities. So, um, you know, and, and then the flip side of this that that is, you know, the turnover. There's a margin, and and obviously, I think we're handing the ball to the other team too often. But what we're not doing a very good job of is taking from them. Um, you know, the other team is. I mean, we have we lost the battle five to nothing there as far as turnovers is concerned. I, I don't know how, how often you're going to win a game when you're down five. Yeah, you're probably going to lose by three touchdowns. Yeah, at least. You right. know what I mean? So um, so as far as that stuff is concerned, we've got to do a phenomenally better job of, of getting the ball back. And and um, and frankly, I'm, I'm disappointed in our defense in this. There, there's a lot of things I'm proud of. I'm disappointed in this. Um, we, I don't know that we've forced a turnover this year. I mean, we've, we've had a couple handed right. to us, but I don't knocking a ball loose, yeah, making a play on the exactly ball, right. right. I mean, we we have two against Trinity where it hits their punt returner in the face and falls on the ground. Those are that's because he stunk on that play, right. not because we were great. Uh, we just happened to be there to catch on it, and um, you know we had a couple 
that just were handed to us that that we had nothing to do with. Uh, I think it was in Hartley. We I don't I don't know how many times we've ripped the ball out of another man's hands. We I don't think it's any uh, that at least have been before the whistle right, was blown. Right. You know how many times have we been about to hit a quarterback and and um, it forces a bad throw that we then get a catch on, we get an interception on. I think none. Now, some of that's the composure of these guys because we leveled uh, the last two quarterbacks a couple times and, and they put the ball on the stinking money, and that's frustrating, yes. you know. Yeah. But, but, um, but frankly, you know, we need to create more pressure that's that's causing that and, and getting some errant throws. So we got to do a better job on defense of taking the ball away. We, we certainly need to do a better job on offense of protecting the football. That margin's got to get reduced and turn to a positive for us to be, uh, be on the win column. This probably won't be a question. It's more of an observation. But the back-to-back weeks, Wyatt Bullock really seemed to show up. Yeah. I certainly called his name a lot, whether it was in pass rush on run defense, making a big stop when you needed to make it. Um, just your observations of what he's done, especially the last two weeks. Yeah, no, I think Wyatt's playing really well. Uh, he's tough. He's playing really hard. Uh, it's been great to see him. I, you know, he's you know, oftentimes seniors play their best football, and he's certainly one of them mm-hmm. that's doing that. Uh, he is he is an absolute standout, and he's playing a position that usually isn't. You know, right? I mean, it, I, it, it's, you're you're gumming up the works for other people. That's exactly right. I mean, an interior defensive lineman. It's 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 not usually that you're just saying, "Wow, what a what a great job!" This uh, that what a great job controlling, controlling yeah. that gap. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like a guy's like if playing phenomenal football, and usually you don't call his name, and you're like, "Man, this guy's a." You know, a first-team all-conference kid, but no you, don't, you didn't call his name. You know, but five times the whole season. You know, no, this kid is a is a kid that is playing really well, making plays while playing nose. I mean, that that's just not something that you see very, very often. So, no, I think why Bullock's playing phenomenal. Um, we need him to keep doing that. Uh, he's he's not just doing a great job of doing his job, but he's doing his job and then making plays for us too. He's hustling down the field. He's he's doing everything that you want a senior to do. Yes, I, there's one play. I think he made a tackle. I think a kid caught a pass. Might have sidestepped one of your players. Was trying to make a cut, and he goes ten yards down the field and makes yeah. the tackle. That that I'm going to guess that shows up on film as a great example. Yeah, no, he's he's doing that every week yeah. too. I mean, uh, you could put together six or seven clips of him getting involved 10, 12 yards down the field um, on throws where he was also in the backfield. Right. Um, you know, so he, he's he's a great example of what we want. And, and that's him. I'm not shocked by that. You know, that's that's Wyatt. He doesn't say much. Um, he just shows up, lunch pill type of guy, shows up every day and, and busts his butt. All right, I, I'm, I'm older than you, so I've seen a whole lot. I go back to the three yards in the cloud of dust era, the old Woody Hayes. You know, when, when you throw, three things can happen and two of them are bad. So I've seen a lot of things happen. Not sure I saw what I saw on Friday night. So a penalty marker goes down on the St. X sideline. And I thought, okay, you got a sideline warning earlier. I thought, well, maybe this is on X. It was thrown on their sideline. And the officials get together. I saw you complaining a little bit. And I see an official walk down to the goalpost. He pulls out his rule book and they stand and flip through the rule book. Take me through what they said. And obviously, to their credit, they got it right in the end because they did wave the flag off. Yeah. So credit where credit's due. But that was. That was interesting to watch a couple of different officials try to flip through a book, and I'm going to guess probably that is that. I'm going to let you take me through it. I'm, the only thing yeah. I'm assuming is it's because of of the new extended coaches box, and maybe I'm wrong in that regard, and they just didn't get it right. Yeah. So um, I need to be the best version of me on Friday nights, and I would say this: I I, I was not. 
So uh, I need to be the best version of me. I need to be a great example for our kids, um, for our players, our young men, and, and I wasn't. So I'll be better. Um, yeah, there was something called on me that wasn't accurate. You know what? I, I need to just be better in period the end. Um, and I called it out, and I said that's not right, and I was right. In it, but, that, I mean, that, that wasn't the point. You know, sometimes you're right and you're wrong. And I was that was one of them. I was right, but I was wrong. So um, I just need to be better. Need to be a better example for our kids. Need to to um, do a better job of worrying about the things that matter most. And and I will. All right, good stuff. We will uh, continue. We'll talk about the upcoming game against LaSalle, the regular season finale. Playoffs are around the corner. We still don't know what these playoffs are going to completely look like. We may find that out by the end of the week. At least we hope so. We'll continue. It's the Molar Football Podcast with Coach Mark Elder from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Get the skinny on Cincinnati sports with Richard Skinner only on Local12.com on the Local12 News app. Exclusive content, in-depth analysis, podcasts, and more. Cincinnati sports news 24-7. Get the skinny only on Local12.com on the Local12 News app. Welcome back into the Bowler Football Podcast with Coach Mark Gilder. I'm Richard Skinner. Coming up, it'll be week six. We've got through a regular season. At least we're getting closer and closer to, to completing the regular season that, A, I don't think we ever thought was going to come to fruition. We weren't sure we would ever get through it. Some teams have not gotten through all of it. Um, but here we are as you travel to LaSalle uh, on one end of North Bend Road last Friday night, the other end of North Bend Road this coming Friday night. And it, it's part of what has been a, a gauntlet of a schedule for you guys. I mean, you didn't you didn't schedule Citadel and you didn't schedule any any easy wins on it for, for you guys uh, by any stretch of the imagination. But uh, let's go talk about LaSalle, the opponent, first, and then kind of how this this the schedule maybe has got you guys ready for what will take place afterwards. This is a football team as well that they've played a really good schedule. Um, on kind of their off week, if you will, they go play Indy Cathedral because that's the only opponent they could find. And I think it's, it's shown for every GCL South team this year. Yeah. There was no easy place to find somebody. Uh, I mean, and, and you're not always trying to do that, but let's face it, occasionally you... You can't play 10 extraordinarily tough games. Kids can't get through all of that. I think everybody knows that. People make fun of Alabama for scheduling Citadel. you got to have a game like that. You didn't, and you don't, and none of the GCL South teams did. But this is a good LaSalle team. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, you hit on a point there. I mean, there's a... You know, every, every team in the GCL South, you look at the records of the GCL South, and this is you know, got a handful of the best teams in the, in the state and the country. And, and it's, it's just a mediocre overall schedule. And the reason being for that is not that there's a whole bunch of padded games. I, cause uh, a padded game is a, is, has been a, for, for most part, like a, Oh, a, a 500 or slightly right, better right. public school team yes. in Cincinnati. That's a division one school. That's like a padded game is, is uh, quote unquote, which means it's a, it's a game that that team's pretty darn good. They might be in the playoffs and, and you might be able to lose to them. Right. So, um, but, but with this limited schedule, even those are gone. So everybody, I mean, it's it's like the the stinking SEC West. Right. You're, you're, you're playing uh, every week. You're like, oh, well, we only have to go beat Ole Miss. Who's at, just, o, at Ole know, Miss, yeah. Yeah, I mean, who's like 20th in the country. I mean, they only have two first-round picks on their, on their team in the future. So, yeah, I mean, everybody's playing like a bloodbath schedule. So, um, no, I mean, Cathedral's like one of the best teams in, in the stinking – country and and so that's everybody's playing all these other blue bloods that are just it's it's killer so uh so everybody's schedule or their record doesn't necessarily look spectacular but uh i think everybody's gonna be primed up for the playoffs Absolutely. you know that's that's the positive of it but no uh, 
you know, LaSalle is a really, really good team. I mean, they're preseason uh, ranked the number one team in the state of right. Ohio, uh, all divisions. So, and, and warranted that. You, you know, they, they warranted that. And I think that there's been a lot of play that's um, that's shown that that's been warranted. And, and uh, the fact that they, they lost game in the – I mean, there's two, two tough games in the GCL. One, they win in double overtime against Elder. Well, Elder was a state runner-up in right. Division One right. last year, you know. And then um, – then they lose to St. X, and St. X is the quote-unquote, for us, they were the team with the, the worst record coming back from last year with nine wins, and and um, what how they made it too deep into the playoffs. So, I mean, you sit there and you look at it and you go, okay, so they they won one close one, they lost one there. Um, they, they go play a couple other tough games. I mean, DuPont's a, a, the manual team there. They're a really good team yep. in Louisville. Cathedral's really good. Um, handled uh, East fairly well. I mean, they, I thought that they were in complete control of that game, and East has played fairly well this this year. So I think this is a very, very good football team. I think that they're everything they were hyped up to be at the beginning of the year. Um, the schedule is, is difficult for them as it is for everybody else, and uh, I, I think that they're going to make a fantastic run in the playoffs. We're going to have our hands full. I mean, they're extremely talented, uh, unbelievably skilled in the back end of their secondary. Obviously, everybody talks about that, but I think they're tough and physical up front on defense. Uh, quarterback, man, I think he's a ball player. He um, he throw he can make every throw. I mean, he he does a really good job with that. Uh, they run him a bunch. I mean, he he can really make some plays with his legs. I uh, think that they're very skilled. They're running back. He, he was out last week. Yes. I'm I'm expecting him to be back, uh, but he was out last week. But I mean, he's. He's scary. I mean, they handle the ball and you can't find him. And next thing you know, he pops out of the O line and and goes for eighty. Uh, I, I mean, they they got a bunch of skill at the receiver spots. They're big and physical up front. I think this is a a, a really complete team. And and so we're gonna have our hands full. But I, I know this: our guys are. Um, I mean, we've had you know for us being where we are, we're, we're one and four. We're we're Moeller. Nobody signed up for Moeller in eighth grade to go one and four. Um, and I've been a part of some bad teams before. I've been a part of some teams where you were you had three weeks left, but you had already checked out right. at that no, point in no time. Doubt. There's I, no I've, question. I've watched those teams. Yeah, I've covered those teams. yeah, and and I've I've been a part of of that before. Unfortunately, where where everybody's counting down the days, they're not making the days count. And um, you know, we went out to practice yesterday, and and. And I'll say this: we we did a tackling drill because we stunk. I mean, we were terrible tacklers last week. We've been pretty good up to that point, but we were god awful. And and uh, did a tackling drill and, uh, to the ground. And and I'll say this: you, you find out really really quickly who's still who, who, Yeah, like <laughs> when you're doing like a tackling drill to the ground, you find out real quickly what your team is. Are they still in or are they out? And and it was an extremely spirited period where uh, there was some the, some thudding. I mean, guys were, were hitting each other really, really hard. Um, guys were getting after it. And, and, and that tells me, that told me all I needed to know at that point in time. Uh, we're still all in on this thing. We are still competing our tails off. And I think that we're going to be out there and we're going to play better this Friday than we did the previous. And we're going to be ready to go. Have you talked to your team at all about um, kind of the process and, that listen, I, I you know I know where our record is. You know what our record is. All those things, but but come playoff time, and when you start to look at at least I've done that, look at some of the potential matchups for early round games. I look and think, hmm, Moeller can match up with a lot of these teams, and I think sometimes again we get caught in in record 
versus schedule and and can't take our eye off of that. You know, I I think you guys um, in the mythical Harbins because they're not doing the Harbin ratings as we know sure. this year. Joe Idle, who runs the site, is doing kind of mythical Harbins. You're ninth of 16 teams in this region, so you've gotten a bump off the one win you've gotten, which is Hartley. Um, so they've gone on and done really good things. We've, sure. we've talked about East Central. East Central um, one lost Bishop Chittard, and, and other than that, they've handled everybody else. they got a good Ron Colley team at the end of the year. How, how much do you do you think when all said and done, as long as your guys are still buying in, that, that no matter what happens even on Friday night, that you guys are going to be ready for playoff time? Yeah, yes. Well, I'll say this, so... I like to be 100% focused upon the task at hand, sure. and, and we are. Um, however, you know, w- when, you, when you feel like you've got a team that, that, that is good, um, but your record is, you know, your, your opponents are all also really good. Yeah. And, and so um, th- that can steal your spirit a little bit when you've got a team that's good and, and you're, you're, you're playing the who's who and, and you're losing. Um, so I absolutely, of course, I've mentioned that. You know, I've mentioned, like, listen, guys, like, we've got week seven. There is a week seven, and we're going to be a, a darn good football team in week seven, and we're going to we're going to make a run, um, and that doesn't detract. I don't spend much time talking about it, but yeah, I think that 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 needs to be out there, and and I think we're really fortunate with the way it is this year that they're the playoffs are automatic, right. and and so um, there's a prize at the end. There is a prize at the end, and and um, if we just keep our nose down and keep working and, and keep getting better, and if we go out and play the best that we can play possibly this weekend, and hope that and all, that's all you can do is play your best game and hope that it's good enough. That's that's what you do whether you're playing Little Sisters of the Poor and you beat them by seventy, or you're you're playing the eighty-five Bears and and they beat you by <laughs> seventy. It doesn't matter if you go out and you do your best. Um, and put your best foot forward. You're hoping that is good enough to win the game. And and I'll say this: we're, we we have enough talent that if we do that, we can win each one sure. of these. So I'm not trying to give them the old hey, just try really hard, guys, and hopefully we only get beat by a hundred. You know, and that's not it. My point is just we got we got to be our best. And and when you go out and you play your best, that's the best opportunity to win the game. And so we got to just keep doing that, and we got to correct the mistakes that are happening. And the great thing is, is that even if we do fall short, which unfortunately we have, we've got a postseason. And if we can keep improving, that's what is going to matter. Hey, guess what, guys? We go 6-0 and and we freaking feel great about ourselves. And then we lose round one. That's not, it's not great. It's a worse you feeling. <laughs> yeah, it's a worse feeling than if, if you go 0-6 and, and then you start a run. You know what I mean? So... Uh, you know, yes, we don't spend much time talking about it, but yes, I absolutely positively talk about that carrot. Why? Because, eh, I mean, shoot, I need the carrot. I wish I was, you know, sure. I wish I could sit there and say, no, blinders, I, I, there's nothing but the, the task at hand. Yeah, I, I get frustrated. And who doesn't get frustrated? We're all human, you know. Nobody wants to go out there and lose, so it does affect you. Well, at the end of the day, when you sit there and go, yeah, but we just got to keep grinding you know, go out there and get get a win this weekend, and we've got a postseason. We can show how darn good we are um, eventually. You know what I mean? Because we can we can string together wins. So that that is human nature. We talk about it about once a week, where I mention it for about forty five seconds, and then move on. And then move on. Yeah, yeah that's what we do. Um, no, we're not talking about who we. Uh, I don't care about any of that stuff. You know, I know that there's a week seven out there. I, I don't care about any of that other nonsense, who we might get paired with, eh, right. all that stuff. I got to vote on some stuff today or tomorrow, whatever it might be. We'll worry about that stuff later. Um, I mentioned that for 30 seconds, and then it's LaSalle. 
You yeah. know, that's it. Yeah. So, yeah, but, but, but the, the carrot, carrot needs there. to be there. No, yeah, no, 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 no doubt, question. No doubt about it. Well, Mark, appreciate the time as always, and good luck on Friday. We'll, we'll talk again next week. Yeah. For uh, Coach Mark Elder, I'm Richard Skinner. This has been the Molar Football Podcast.